Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Christian Fellowship. We are a family on a journey to become more like Christ, sharing His kingdom by expressing His love. We hope that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. Are you happy to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Are you sure that you are happy? That's good, that's good. God bless you. We thank God for the privilege to be once again in his house and the privilege to share the word of God. The Bible says that at the beginning was the word and the word was with God. The word was also God. And the same word became flesh. Hallelujah. If you love the word, you love God himself because the word is God himself. You reject the word, you reject God. You embrace the word, you embrace God. So God is equal to his word. Hallelujah. And we thank God that we have the grace to share the word of God. Amen. I believe by the grace of God that we are entering in a new season, that God wants to do new things in our lives. Amen. But it will take something from our side for all those things to happen. Is the increase of our spiritual capacity to receive or to handle the things that God is about to do now. Amen. So what I'm going to share this morning is increase your spiritual capacity. You can write it down if you, have, you are writing. Increase your spiritual capacity. Amen. Your spiritual capacity is your ability to handle spiritual matters. I will give you maybe three definitions the way I, I want to define this word, spiritual capacity. The first definition that I'm giving to you, according to the understanding that the Holy Spirit gave to me, your spiritual capacity is your ability to handle spiritual matters. You understand that? Your ability to handle spiritual matters. They call it spiritual capacity because not every believer has the same capacity to handle spiritual matters. There are things that God is teaching us in the spirit, certain revelation, certain inspiration. Not everybody can receive them easily or handle them or understand them. The book of John 16 verse 12. Let's read John 16 verse 12. John 16, verse 12. The Bible says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Do you see that? This is Jesus, the greatest teacher. Himself was the word made flesh. Jesus was God. So, so can you imagine that God is telling his people, his, his own students, that right now I still have certain things in my heart I cannot share them with you now because you are not able to handle them now. Your spiritual capacity is too small for what I want to release. You cannot receive that. So spiritual capacity is your ability to handle spiritual matters. The second definition is your ability to receive what God has in store for you. Hallelujah. The ability to receive what God has in store for you, we call it spiritual capacity. Because everything happens in the spiritual before you see it in the natural. 
If in the spiritual you cannot receive that, you will never see them happening in the natural. Miracles begin in the spiritual. Breakthroughs begin in the spiritual. Change, shift in our lives begin in the spiritual. So if in the spiritual you cannot shift, you cannot receive them, you will never see them happening in the natural. Hallelujah. The Bible says in the book of John, let's read John 14 verse 12. John 14 verse 12. Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will also, he will do also. And greater works than this he will do. Because I go to my father. Jesus is telling his disciple that you can do greater works than what I have done. He who believed to me, the things that I'm doing, he can do that. But the, 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 the other part is that there are greater things, greater works that we don't know, that God has already prepared for us to do. Greater blessings, miracles, greater things. You understand that? So for us to do that, our spiritual capacity must grow. You can't receive what God has prepared for you if in your heart there is no capacity to receive that. And the third definition, this is the last one, your spiritual capacity is your weight in the spirit. Is your weight in the spirit. How much weight do you have? 20 kilos, 15, 80 kilos, 200 75, how many, how much, hallelujah, your weight in the spirit, your spiritual capacity, hallelujah, God wants all of us to increase our weight in the spirit, we are kingdom ambassadors, kingdom citizens, the light of this world, everywhere you walk, everywhere you enter, you must carry a certain weight, Hallelujah. Those who are working in occultism, they understand what I'm saying, weight in the spirit. Those who are working in witchcraft, they understand the weight in the spirit. One day, I learned this principle. No, I don't, I don't say I learned. I heard it. I did not know it before. One lady invited us to go pray for the wife of a certain ambassador here in Cape Town, there at uh, Bishop's Court. That lady uh, had my CD. We, we, we do certain prayers at the church, and I was recording that program of prayer. So we, she bought the CD, and she, she, she was playing the CD at her office. So now she has the beauty clinic. The, the, the ambassador's wife came. She, they were doing massage, but the prayer was going on the CD. And uh, without knowing, she was diagnostic with uh, the cancer of the uterus. And they said she needed to be operated, and it was so severe. So she was so depressed that she went for the massage. And she was sitting there, she's just feeling like pain were reducing in her body. Then she asked that lady, who's, who's praying in the CD? I said, no, he's a pastor that I know. Then she said, can I meet him or can you call him to come and pray? Look my situation. And then that lady said, okay, I will tell Pastor Frank we'll make a plan to come. She phoned me. She said, no, Pastor Frank, look the situation. We have to go there, 
pray for the wife of this ambassador at Bishop's Court. Then I told my wife, okay, let's take one day we pray, and then we go the next day. I spend my time praying. So the, the husband, the ambassador himself, was in occult movement. So they, were, they, they give you a ring. That ring is for your power, protection, all this stuff. So she, 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 he was prepared that, okay, let's see. His, his wife is a Christian, but the husband not a Christian. So we arrived there, we parked the car, and we entered in the place. So that man came. When he greeted me, I, I shook his hand. Immediately, his tummy, tummy began to burn, to turn. And he could not control himself. He said, no, excuse me. He went quick in the toilet. And then when he came back, he, he became red. He could not sit there. He told me, sorry, I can't sit with you. If you may excuse me, carry on with my wife. My, my, my time is running. I have to sit the other side. Then he left. I did not understand anything. We prayed for his wife with my wife and that lady who brought us there. And then we left. The wife went. It was a Monday, Thursday. For the test, the doctor said, no, we cannot operate you. You are, you, you, you are fine. We don't see big issue with you. That was the first miracle. And then that woman, as his, the husband told him, told the wife, told her, that that man who came is a genuine. Those that you brought before, they were not genuine. So how did you say that? And then, say no, when I shook his hand, my ring, there was an opposition between two powers. And then I could not stand. And it happened that after a week, I met with that man. He told me this phrase, that, you know, when you entered my, my place, I felt like a crowd coming in this place. And he said, in the spiritual, people are not counted. People are measured by weights. So the weight that I felt was too much. Then I believe my wife, she's a good woman of God, I need to become a Christian. So I kept that principle in my heart. In the spiritual People are not counted by number. People are measured by weight. Amen. So we need to know that our spiritual capacity is also our weight in the spiritual. And you need to learn to increase it. Because certain places you can enter, you die. Hallelujah. Look what the Bible says. I, I, I study these two or three men here that are like in the Bible. Moses. Let's see Moses. Exodus chapter 32, verse 9 to verse 10. Exodus 32, verse 9 to verse 10. And the Lord said to Moses, I have seen these people, and indeed it is a stiff naked people. Now therefore let me alone that my wrath may burn hot against them, and I may consume them, and I will make you a great nation. Moses was in the mountain praying for 40 days and 40 nights. He had an encounter with the Lord. God gave him the, the, the Ten Commandments. God inspired him many things. He was coming down from the mountain. His face was shining with the glory of God. In the, mid, in the same time, the people who remained down, they, uh, they forced Aaron to create a statue for them to worship, a golden statue. They, 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 they fall in the sin of idolatry, and God was so angry. When Moses was coming, look what God told Moses. He said, Moses, 
Can you accept that I kill these people? Let me wipe out all this nation and just keep you alone, you alone. All of them, I can kill them and I keep you alone. From you alone, I can start a new nation. It means that God in his eyes, he was said that this Moses equal to the entire nation. One man said that if I kill the entire nation, I don't care. They are like equal to you alone. So with you, I can begin a new nation. Hallelujah. That was the weight of this man in the spiritual. Hallelujah. He was not there when Abraham was alive. He was not there at the time of Isaac. He was not there at the time of Jacob. But Moses is the one who wrote the book of Genesis. How come he wrote that? He was able to handle spiritual revelation, inspiration, spiritual matters. In the presence of God, God spoke to him serious stuff. And this man was able to handle that. And what amazed me, this same Moses is the one who wrote the book of Deuteronomy. The same Moses. And look what he wrote in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 5 verse 6. Can we read that? Deuteronomy 5 6. Sometimes you read the episode of the, you know, this confusing. How come this man can write it? This is the man Moses. He said, Deuteronomy 5. No, Deuteronomy 34, verse 5 to verse 6. 34, 5 and 6. So Moses the servant, yeah, put it there. So Moses the servant of the Lord died there in the land of Moab. According to what? Can you read it? According to what? So now Moses was still alive, but he was writing the book of Deuteronomy. He said that Moses died. He wrote even about his death. When he was still alive. Can you see that dimension? He said that according to the word of the Lord, verse 5, verse 6. And he buried him in the valley of the land of Moab, opposite Beth Paul. But no one knows his grave to this day. The man was in the present. God projected him in the future. He could see the past. Everything that happened at the time of Isaac, he saw it and he wrote it and God projected him in the future. He saw, he, he wrote his own death. If they tell you today, write about your death, you say, God, let's jump this chapter. Let me write other information. This one, I can't. But God even told him the place he will be buried. And he said, his grave until now, no one knows about that. Hallelujah. This man was so wetted in the spiritual. When you, when you read about men like this, your heart is burning with fire. Hallelujah. Moses. Another man, David. David. Even his own people recognize his weight in the spiritual. Second Samuel verse 18, verse 1 to 3. Book of Second Samuel. And David numbered the people who were with him and set captains of thousands and captains of hundreds over them. Then David sent out one third of the people under the hand of Joab, one third under the hand of Abishai, the son of Zeruah, Joab's brother, and one third under the hand of Itai the Gatid. And the king said to the people, I, will surely go out with you myself. 
Let's see the next verse. But the people answered, you shall not go out. For if we flee away, they will not care about us. Nor if half of us die, will they care about us. But you are worth, you see what they're telling him, you are worth 10,000 of us now. For you are more help to us in the city. Other verses that give us help only from the city. Remain there. If we go now in the war and all of us will die, it will not do anything to our enemies because we don't measure, we don't wait in their eyes. They are focusing on you because they can see your spiritual weight. If they reverse you, they know that they have Israel. They say that you alone, you are worth 10,000 of soldiers. You are an old man. And they told him that if you go to Jerusalem, you sit in your house, you lift your hand, and you begin to intercede, your help will be greater for us in the battlefield. Your own intercession can give us victory. It's spiritual capacity, a man after God's heart, a man of prayer, a man of fast, a man who was always spending time in the presence of God. And when he prays, they, 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 these men knew that this guy give us support from far. The distance does not matter in the spiritual. From wherever you pray, something can happen. And we need to grow. We need to you see when you read, you read things like this, you are challenged. What about me? What about me? Can I also give support from far? And it works. What about me? You are a father to your children. You, you have your wife. You have your husband. You have a family. Can I support my children from far? And something is happening. Can I, can I support my family from far? Can I do that? Your spiritual capacity. Hallelujah. And there is a prophetess in the Bible, Anna. Luke chapter 2, verse 36 to 38. I like this one. Now there was one, Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Panuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was, a, she was of a great age and had lived with a husband seven years from a virginity. The next verse. And this woman was a widow. Of about how many years? 84 years. Is there anyone of 84 years here among us? So all of us, we are younger than Anna. Amen. 84 years old. Who did not depart from the temple. She did not leave the presence of God. Hallelujah. But serve God with fasting and prayer night and day. 84 years old. She did not leave the temple. She remained in the presence of God. And she was fasting and praying day and night. The next verse. And coming in that instant, she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of him to all those who looked for redemption in Jerusalem. So this was the day that Mary and Joseph brought Jesus in the temple for Simeon to bless him. 
and in the temple, Anna was living there, staying in the temple, praying every time. When she saw Jesus coming, the parents bringing the baby in the house of God, and she was, she was contemplating it with admiration. She, she looked at it, and she was so happy in her heart. You know why she was happy? All her life, there was a need in Israel at that time. Well, the need was the need of the Redeemer. Hallelujah. The need of a redeemer, and she was praying for a redeemer to come. She was a lady who was a prophetess. She knew the prophecy of Isaiah, that a virgin shall conceive and she will give birth to a son who will come to redeem his people. She knew that and she was pushing in prayer, pushing in the spirit until the prophecy of the redeemer will manifest. Hallelujah. She was there, there and when she saw the Redeemer, she said, now nah, I'm so happy. I was laboring in the spirit for this prophecy to come through. She was 80 years old. Hallelujah. Day and night she was praying. Today, if you ask someone of 22 years old to fast from, from 6 a.m. until 1 p.m., he's shaking already. But this one was 84. Hallelujah. She was not praying only in the day, but she was praying in the day and in the night. Why? For one reason. The Redeemer must come. The Redeemer must come. The one that God prophesied. We believe the prophecy. We are standing in the gap in God's presence to pray that this word must come to pass. Even for Jesus to come, it requested intercession. No prophecy happened by chance. Every prophecy is a subject of prayer. The mistake many people are committing, oh, God cannot lie. He's not a man to lie. He said, we write it, it's done, it will happen. No, it is not biblical. Amen. In the Bible, they will teach you that you receive the prophecy, you need to write it down, and you need to pray. You need to cooperate together with God. When Timothy was facing opposition, Paul came to give him advice. He said, my son, use the prophetic word that was spoken over your life and use a good warfare with the prophetic word. You need to pray until that word will come to pass. When the enemy is showing you the opposite, take the prophecy. Say, no, God spoke to me this. I resisted this word by using the word of God. A prophecy is a weapon of warfare. Hallelujah. You don't close your mouth with the prophetic words. You write them, you write them, you write them, you write them. You keep writing. No, you need to stand that this is the word of God. I believe it and I pray. For Jesus to be born, there was a lady who was praying. Amen. That was the need was the need of redemption. And today in our generation, we have a need of revival. The Redeemer is already there. We don't need redemption. The Redeemer is already there. God gave us we are redeemed by Jesus, but now the need is the need of revival. And that need needs also people who can stand like Anna. They say, we are increasing our spiritual capacity. You understand? This lady was alone, not with a prayer team. Alone. But she was pushing in the spirit. You see, the spiritual weight was so heavy. So God is speaking to someone here this morning. He's speaking to a man, he's speaking to a father, he's speaking to myself, he's speaking to a young man, a young woman, that I want to do great things with you, but you need to increase your capacity. Hallelujah. To increase your capacity. You need to, to give yourself, to pray. Amen. To grow in the wisdom of God. To grow in the revelation. To grow. You know growth. Growth is so, is so, so beautiful. Amen? Because growth 
facilitate manifestation. Growth facilitate the manifestation of hidden potential inside of you. You see, you see Stephen is sitting with his, his son there. This young boy is sitting there. Stephen also was, was like this young boy. You understand? He was like him. And when Stephen was like him, he did not have bear. Did not have it. This boy has it, but he's still invisible. It will, it, will, it will take growth for that to manifest. They will not go buy it in the shop. They will not ask a medical doctor for a surgery. Automatically, the bear will come out. The condition is that the boy must grow. There are things inside of us. It will never manifest until we grow. You may feel that, no, God has left me out. I, I, I don't think I carry this. I don't think I can do this. Only the pastor can do this. Me, I don't have this. You, the grace is inside of you. By the problem, you must shift your level. The more you grow, the manifestation is happening. Amen. You have your little girl. That girl, you see, she looks like, like not just without breasts. She's like that. But indeed, she has it. It will take growth. And all of a sudden, you see, oh, there's a manifestation happening here. The Bible said that the entire universe is growing for the manifestation of the sons of God. So they are crying, we want you to manifest, but it will take your growth. Your growth will cause your manifestation. Your growth will cause your relevance in your generation. You can't be relevant just because you are sitting there. You need to work in the secret to grow, and it will increase your relevance. And God is speaking to us here, family of Alpha and Omega. I've got too much in store for you. Just decide to grow. Stop complaining. Decide. Hallelujah. Decide. Revival must come. Hallelujah. And we must be one of the family involved in God's plan in this end time. To bring revival at certain corners of the earth. Amen. You know, you know, I, 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 as I was growing, I participated in many revival in my country. And, and I learned something about revival. The mistake people are doing when they pray for revival, they think that the revival will end on the air. Father sent revival in Cape Town. They think it will come and end. Revival that come like that. Revival falls on people. Revival is carried by people. And God taught us that the good way to pray for revival is offer yourself as a candidate. When a team of people come together, they say, Father, use us for piling. Anoint us for this area. Put us on fire. You are offering yourself. The mantle of revival will come on you. And then you go and you bring the fire in your city. But if you can, Father, send revival in Cape Town. It's a wrong prayer. You must carry revival. You understand that? And God is looking for people who can just hide themselves. No, I'm going three days to pray. I'm going five days to pray. Father, I want something to happen in my church. I want something to happen. I, I want new people to come in our church. I, I want to have a cell group in my house. Something must happen. I want people to be healed in the hospital. I want You offer yourself and you begin to see God. No, because you, when you read the story of revival, only the people were locking themselves, praying, God used them. It, it doesn't use people as it used those who committed themselves. Hallelujah. And I believe that God is going to use us. Uh, you don't believe that. He's going to use us. Amen. So someone is asking me right now in his heart, Pastor Frank, so okay, uh, to be clear and precise, what must I do? 
to increase my spiritual capacity? So I'm hearing that question coming. The pastor, you've explained many things, but briefly, what must I do? Because I feel already in me, I have that desire now. What must I do? Quickly, number one. I'll give you five or six. You get to discipline yourself in the study of the word of God. The first thing. Discipline yourself in the study of the word of God. The more you grow in the knowledge of the word, your capacity is growing. Amen. You cannot grow your capacity with the ignorance of the word. It's impossible. You need to study. Commit yourself. Paul said to Timothy, commit yourself in studying. Educate yourself. Amen. Study. Number two, you get to develop your intimacy with the Holy Spirit in prayer and worship. It's the one who instructs you. Develop your intimacy with the Holy Spirit. In prayer, in worship. Number three, you must associate fast to your prayer life. Amen. If sometimes that even once a week, even twice a month, if just a time that this, this, this day I fast, I go in God's presence and I sit there. I want my flesh to reduce and my spirit to grow. Because when you fast, you can hear God clearly. The voice of the flesh is reduced and the spiritual capacity is growing. Even your faith is growing. Amen. Jesus said to his disciples, this kind, this kind, you understand, can only be handled through prayer and fast. Amen. So, so the problem is not like it is, it is impossible. No, but, but you are, are speaking. You are using authority, but it, there is no correlation. There is no harmony between what is in your heart and what you are saying. You know, sometimes people, they just pray, but really in their heart. There's, there's, no, there's no marriage. In the name of Jesus, go out. But in his heart, hmm, the, way, the way I'm seeing this situation, but let's just pray. <laughs> let's pray for this person who is sick. You pray, Father, we pray, heal our brother. But in your heart, your heart is telling you, did you listen to the diagnostic of the medical doctor? Did you read it? And they say, Father, we trust you. for." But what you say and what is in your heart is not the same. So, so Jesus said that, you see certain things, you need prayer and fast. Fast will keep the doubt. Fast will increase your boldness. That when you say, be healed, it, it, it's coming from your heart. It's not like you are doubting. You see that something is happening. You have increased your capacity inside to receive that healing, to receive that miracle. But if it's not inside, you are saying it like someone reading newspapers. Amen? Are you listening to me? Number four, you must always put your faith in action. Give it an assignment. Putting your faith always in action increases your capacity to receive. The disciple asked to Jesus, oh, Jesus, please, can you increase our faith? They thought that he would tell them, okay, okay, to increase your faith, uh, eat three apples, drink one juice, then he give them a formula. No, 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 no. He told them, he did not answer the question. They, they say, increase our faith. And then he told them, if you have a small faith, like the, the master said, you will speak to this mountain, live here and go to the sea, the mountain will go. So you are asking me to increase your faith, but I'm telling you this is the way. It's a confusion. Amen. Say that even a little faith, you see, a master seed, master seed is too small, but when you, you, you bury it, it will not remain small. It will become a big tree. 
Say them, you see, for your faith to grow, take it small, use it. Use it today, use it in the afternoon, use it in the evening, use it in the night, use it again Wednesday, use it on Thursday, use it on Friday. The more you use it, it's growing. If you don't give it an assignment, it will remain like that. Amen. So the more we begin to practice our faith, our capacity is growing. You ever say that? Some people, they, 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 they keep their faith in the drawer. They love their faith. They take care of their faith. They don't want to use it. They, they save their faith. They are saving their faith in, in an investment account. They are saving their faith. Use your faith. Amen. Hallelujah. Use it. Give it an assignment. Number five. Number five, huh? Learn to pray much in the spirit or in tongues. Prayer in the spirit. Prayer in tongues increases your spiritual capacity. Amen. Book of Jude, chapter 1, verse 20. We can read that one. Jude, chapter 1, verse 20. But you, beloved, building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, Building yourself, building your inside capacity. Amen. How? By praying in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit energizes you. When you pray in tongues, it is not the flesh praying. You are energized. And you must have that habit to do it regularly. When you pray, spend some time. Let the Spirit praise for you. It will take you places in the Spirit that you've never been before. And it can make you grow. It can edify you, build you up, destroy that anger in your heart, destroy that doubt in your heart, destroy that hypocrisy in your heart. There are deliverance happening when people are praying in tongues without knowing what they are saying. But the Spirit is saying to them, you, that anger, you remember what you did to your wife yesterday, this must stop. But you don't know what you are saying. Something is happening. Hallelujah. Something is, you are growing, you are corrected in the spirit. You can receive the mind of God, revelation. You, you, you are built up spiritually. So don't, don't, don't refuse to do that. Because sometimes people feel that like if I pray in tongues, I'm not praying. I need to be very sure of what I said. I can't say amen without making sure. Oh, did I pray? No, no, no. See, when you pray in tongues, you know, no, I'm not praying. I want to say to God clearly. Let the spirit praise Amen. Let the spirit praise. And the last one, you get to desire more of God. The desire of what? More. Say after me, more. more. Refuse to remain where you are now. Your capacity will never increase if you are enjoying, you are comfortable to where you are now. You say, no, no, it's already fine. I see God is with us. God is helping us. We can see the grace of God. We can see the favor. So let's just, say, let, let, let just say, manage what we have. No, you will never grow. There must be a holy hanger in you. That enough is enough. We have been on this mountain for long. It is time now to shift. to another. When, when you have that, that great desire, that, that hunger in your heart, that hunger will bring increase. Amen. The reason many people are not growing inside because there is no hunger. Act chapter 4, verse 29, verse 18. Look what the disciple did. 
After the first miracle, you know, the, it was after the Pentecost. They received the fire of God. And the first miracle they did in their life brought them problems. The first miracle. They went in the temple. They prayed for that crippled man. And the man stood up and walked. And after that, they came to arrest them. Hallelujah. Sometimes a new season can bring you challenge. But don't, don't run away. God is still in control. Hallelujah. So because of that miracle, look what happened now. They arrested them. When they were released from the prison, they did not shut them up. They went again in the prayer room to pray. And I like their prayer. Let's read this prayer. Acts chapter 4, verse 29 to 30. To 31. 31. Now, Lord, look on the threats. And grant your servants that with boldness they may speak your word. Do you see the demand? These people ask, I don't know if it ever happened in your life. Have you ever prayed for boldness? I like this prayer. They ask God, give us boldness. Amen. They are, they are threatening us, but we will not shut our mouth. There is a boldness that comes just because you are tall, uh, you go to the gym, you have muscles, and I'm bold. But there is a boldness of the spirit. <laughs> Hallelujah. There is a boldness of the spirit. So these people ask for the boldness of the spirit. That no matter what, we want to speak about Jesus. Grant us that supernatural boldness. That can cause us to tell the people, men, stand up. Without hesitating, give us that boldness. Hallelujah. That, that we may preach. And it said that number two, by straightening out your hand to heal. And that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Understand? They had a problem already. By healing one crippled person. Instead of stopping, they are asking for more. Can you see that? They could say, we see this miracle stuff is creating problem. Remove the gift from us. Let us only preach the way. No, 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 no. Perform again more miracle. They ask for more in the name of Jesus. Even though they were beaten up in the prison. They said, no, we, we need more of the supernatural in manifestation. Stretch your mighty hand and heal people in the name of Jesus Christ. And God, God was pleased with the prayer. God was pleased with the demand. They wanted more of God. Every time you show that desire, God is a good God. He will come in the spot and do something in your life. Because he's seeking for people who want to open up their heart. I'm ready for more. And look what God did, verse 31. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. The day of Pentecost, only fire and the wind came. But that day, it was another dose. Hallelujah. God said, I will shake the entire area. You understand? The place was shaken. They received another dose of Pentecost. Amen. And when they went out, they began to preach the word of God with boldness. Hallelujah. Never give up because of discouragement. Because of opposition. Hallelujah. Develop a hunger for more. The disciples had the desire to demonstrate the kingdom of God in their generation. Amen. And if you want to increase your capacity, know that the devil will try every time by many ways to intimidate you. 
they will shut your mouth. You, you, you don't need to think like this. You know? don't, don't do this. It, it, it is not right. So when the opposition comes, run to God. Trust him that he can do more. Hallelujah. He can, he can touch our generation, touch our cities, touch people in our families, touch people at the university, touch people in the marketplace. He can bring revival in your own, ha- own house. God can do that. But you need to have the hunger for more. That God, I want more. Amen. I want more. A new generation is coming saying, no, we want more. I, I like a man like Elisha. Do you know Elisha? Yes. And this man was, was a servant to Elijah. And when, when Elijah was, was, was going, the time for him to be, to be taken up by God, Elisha was following him. He tried to discourage him many times. No, he must stop here. Let me. No, 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 no. I will not leave you. The sense of pursuit was so intense in his heart. He was pursuing. No, until I receive what I want, I will not separate from you. He was following him. In his heart, the man was already prepared. The capacity to receive was big. Amen. It was big. He was a son of a prophet. I believe him also, he had certain prophetic sensibility. He sensed in the spirit that this man is about to go. And he sensed in the spirit when he, when he left, there will be more challenge in my time, more than his time. This man saw already that no, the, the time of my father, the Syrian, did not come to attack Israel. But in my time, they will come to surrender the entire Israel. The time of my father, people did not eat one another. But in my time, there will be a famine to the point people begin to eat one another. What I want is the double of this man. Because what is coming on my way is too big. I need to be very wise to ask wisely. Amen. And when they tell him, ask what you want, they say, the double of the anointing. It looks like arrogance. It's not arrogance. Wisdom. The man increased his capacity. He knew that things will come. That will be bigger. Amen. And his father told him, if you can just see me when I'm going, if you can focus on me, if you can pursue what you are saying, until the last minute without being distracted, it will happen to you. Amen. And he was just following, following, following. And when God came, he checked Elisha. God gave him, first of all, the anointing, the fire that was on Elijah, God gave to him. See, sometimes we, uh, we, we used to think that no, Elijah was taken up by the chariot of fire. No. If you read the Bible well, he was not taken up by the chariot of fire. There was a wind that took him. But the chariot of fire came to separate them. To separate that your season is over. You go decide. And the chariot of fire went to the side of Elisha. He remained with that. And the proof is when the Syrian came to attack them. His servants and all. We are suddenly saying, oh, God opened his eyes to see how many people. So when he opened his eyes, he said, hey, we have the chariot of fire. That day, the chariot of fire that were carrying Elijah were given to Elisha. But for him, it was not enough. I received this fire, but I need the mantle because the mantle represents your character, your life, your wisdom, your experience, everything you have done. I want to receive that. Then I carry on with that. God gave him. You see, you see the capacity. And, and with, if today, the reason many new generations are struggling to do more is because 
You know, when, when we love our fathers too much, hmm? we love them, we are too loyal in our heart. When you love too much someone, you respect people, it's difficult even to dream in your, in, even in your dream, I can become greater than him. It's becoming a problem. Your mind is telling you, even to think like that is a sin. You must always be lower. The first generation must always be up. And we admire them. We see them with honor and respect. But in the mindset of the kingdom of God, the next generation might say the only way to honor our fathers, to make them proud, is to do more than them. When I think to do more than them is not like I'm challenging them, it's not like I'm proud. Until this mind enters your heart, you will not receive more. You will remain, I'm too loyal, I respect, I can't even think like this, and then you remain there. Amen. You understand what I'm saying? And God wants a new generation here at Alpha and Omega to dream big. Amen. That our fathers gave us this. It is time for us to think if they did two, we can do four. And increase your capacity in your heart that I'm ready for four. If you say, I still honor the two that the father did. I still appreciate the two that the father did. I still keep the two that the father did. You will not grow. Elisha said, I want the Bible. See, the, the capacity was increased. You understand what I'm saying? And God is about to use you. And to do great things with you. Did you receive something today here? Amen? Did you see something today? That your capacity needs to increase to become a great man and a woman. And God can do that for us. We hope that you've enjoyed this message. For additional resources and more information, come and visit us at alphaomega.org.za.